0: Are you ready to tap into becoming your best self? That's what we do here on the Me I Wanna Be podcast. So let's jump right in. Today is part two on hiding. I notice that I tell people around me that I'm a hider. I used to be a runner when it came to avoiding or moving away from hard things. I think as human beings, it's natural to run, hide, and fight, it's part of our survival instinct. For me, I learned to hide as a very young child. My first stepfather was abusive and short-lived. We didn't stay long. Yet we learned to hide and listen. That's the big difference between running and fighting. With hiding, you become very observant and you learn to listen. Neither of those are present if you run and fight. Well, maybe when you stop. But let's focus on hiding. Today I'm gonna explore how and why we hide and then try to give you some practical ideas about how to stop hiding. I'm a work in progress, so I'm doing many of these alongside of you. At this point I know that we hide from what we are ashamed of, what we are afraid of, and we hide from the unknown. But we also hide from the truth, the truth that we don't wanna hear because it may be true. And this can all manifest in a lot of different ways. I've hidden for a very long time because I was ashamed that I was abandoned. It made me feel different and alone. I was also ashamed of myself for not being able to figure out how to be a good loving wife and stay married. My marriage breaking was something I hid from others and even hid from myself because I was ashamed that I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't capable of making it work. These two things happened between the ages of 17 and 54, and I'll be honest, there are many other things that I've done in between that felt shameful. No wonder this is hard for me and gives me so much to unpack. But with shame also comes fear. Fear of being judged, fear of failure, fear of rejection, and fear of the truth the truth that you may not be wanted, you may not be capable, you may not be lovable. At least that's what we tell ourselves. They go hand in hand. Today, there is only one thing that I'm hiding from, because of shame. And honestly, I thought about hiding it from all of you by omitting it, just not saying anything. Yet that's one way we hide. I'm afraid of many things, but failure, rejection, and abandonment are my top three. I have fear around heights, something happening to my kids, or my car plunging into the water, and I drown. The first one I know how to manage. The other two are in the background of my world somewhere. Not really present, but I'm going to be honest. They're there. And yet failure, rejection, and abandonment feel like my daughter's celiac disease. It's a sensitivity to wheat, and you can eliminate all known wheat products, but wheat is hidden behind other ingredients and other names. It's a continual process to check labels and not cross-contaminate. You see, when I think about failure and rejection, I think about procrastination which means procrastination may just be another form of hiding. And I do know that procrastination is a self-sabotaging behavior. So does that mean self-sabotaging behaviors are a form of hiding? (laughs) So just like celiac disease, this is hard to get your arms around. So I'm going to stick with hiding and those times when you know you're hiding and you're not calling it something else. But now that you know procrastinating and other self-sabotaging behavior is hiding, guess what? You're going to know you're hiding when you do it. (laughs) Just like I know soy has wheat in it and wheat's hard enough to manage, soy feels like a whole other food that I have to deal with. But they are all one and the same. Next is hiding from the unknown. How often do you not try something new because it's an unknown? I'm having this conversation with my teenager right now and it's circular and going nowhere. Is this a form of hiding because we'll be the new kid in class or it may be uncomfortable or awkward? We may fail or we may just not like it. Trying something new is going to be awkward at first and yet we worry or may have fear around getting teased or rejected by other people if we can't do it or we do it awkwardly. Is this a form of hiding? For me, I only hide if the unknown is scary or hard. Remember me standing at the door of I hate you? That was hard and scary. And by waiting, not being ready to walk through that door to the other side, I think it's a form of hiding. Or it may have been loitering, which is to stand or wait around idly without apparent purpose. (laughs) I think what I do at church may be hiding from the unknown. The unknown of will I fit in be liked or if I belong here I think that's why I like sitting in the back hiding being observant and listening I'm there but not fully engaged with everyone I am with the service but not with the people how do you hide from the unknown each one of mine are just another set of fears of being liked fitting in and belonging These words are really just the opposite of rejection and abandonment. And then there's the fear of the truth. All I can think about right now is the statement, the truth will set you free. I've learned through my own self-discovery and being a recovering self-loather that this statement is completely true. That being honest and transparent with myself and others is freeing. One way I think people hide from the truth is when they blame other people, the situation, or something else besides themselves from the problems they have. This is the mentality of the victim where they take blame, but they can't figure out why life keeps handing them lemons. They're still looking outside themselves. It's that word, but, that gets them caught up. I know this because I've been a victim the majority of my life and I threw around a lot of buts. and this truth thing, it cuts both ways. We're not honest with ourselves, but we also don't tell the truth to others. This one could be just hiding that you don't know the answer or haven't seen the movie, read the book, Or something so you don't look dated, stupid, or unsophisticated? Or are you hiding something much bigger that's private but messy, like my marriage falling apart? I think it's okay to hide it for so long. We also physically hide under clothes, makeup, hats, sunglasses. We emotionally hide behind alcohol and any other form of comfort because it makes us more fun, happier, or it covers up our pain. Other ways we hide. We don't give our opinion because it's different from what others are saying. We are hiding our words and our thoughts. We avoid eye contact and look away once initial eye contact is made. We're hiding from being seen. We speak very softly and timidly, which makes me think, are we hiding some part of ourselves that we may be hiding from ourselves first? We slouch and hunch over in an effort to shrink ourselves down. This makes me laugh because as a teenage girl, you might do this for other reasons. But as an adult, you may be hiding part of your body or all of you as well. In conversations, we don't offer up anything about our lives, our feelings, our interests, our thoughts. I've done this. It's often easier to ask about somebody else so we can hide ourselves. I think it's because I didn't want anyone to know how bad my life was. Or maybe it was because I was ashamed of my life. We decline invitations to parties, to dinners, to coffee. I've done this, too, for many reasons, usually because I'm ashamed of something, maybe my life, my wardrobe, my checkbook. We hide in our house because it's easier to not go out into the world. This is one that I think people need to manage. My uncle did this. It's called agoraphobia. It's a type of anxiety disorder. A person is afraid to leave an environment they know or consider to be safe. In severe cases, a person may consider their home to be the only safe environment. They may avoid leaving their home for days, months, or even years. I'm beginning to realize that hiding is universal, and we all do it one way or another. And it can get serious if it's not managed, just like it did for my uncle. Just like self-talk, they actually go hand in hand, Our thoughts lead us to believe we are better off hiding or withholding ourselves to protect us. I also know firsthand that if you want to disappear, you can. There's two ways. One, by never staying in the same place for long. But you can also disappear right where you are by minimizing yourself or becoming voiceless. People will meet you but not remember you. And you may feel like they're looking through you or talking over you. Hiding is easy. Being seen is hard. And yet, I know that we all need to be seen. I know that I do. It's part of what makes us human. When we don't allow ourselves to be seen, we diminish our importance in the world. We undervalue ourselves. We hold ourselves back from doing great things. We stifle our contributions. And you know what? It just plain doesn't feel good. I hid originally as a kid because I knew I had to, to be safe. I hid as a teenager and as an adult because of shame. In all my research, shame is the primary reason people hide or why they learn or begin to hide. Just like Adam and Eve realized they were naked in the Garden of Eden. That was about shame. And even with all the work I've done, I find that I still hide. You see, it's a learned behavior, just like so much other unintentional crap that gets thrown on us from our childhood. I think it goes back to that negative self-talk Shame is an emotion, and some unconscious thought is making you feel shameful, is making me feel shameful. Our body and mind did what it was programmed to do for our emotional survival, and we're still doing it over and over again. Please know that hiding is not your fault, even though our shame tells us it is. So what do we do about hiding and how do we come out of hiding? I'm clearly no expert yet, but here's what I'm doing. First, I'm taking a page out of the self-talk message I share a lot. So that's when you figure out how, where, and why you are hiding. Even knowing one of these is fine. It's a great place to start. It's like my example of church. I know I've been hiding in the back row, and now I know it's because I want to fit in, be liked, and belong. But I have a lot of uncertainty and fear that this may not happen. And what's coming up for me as I even say this is I think there's more to it. I think I may be ashamed of being the new girl at my age in a new church because everyone else seems to know the Bible inside and out, and I don't. I think I'm ashamed of my history, and I'm ashamed of things I've done that are ungodly. And because of all this, I don't fit in. I don't belong, and probably won't be liked. Yet, I know in my heart this is not true. But I'm acting like it, because hiding comes naturally. Is that why? I'm not sure. It's definitely a place I need to examine. Next, you need to flip the narrative of that thought pattern that creates the shame or fear. So for me, I will have to remind myself often that my faith outweighs my Bible knowledge, that my history makes me who I am and that we're all sinners. And I'm still loved, accepted, and cherished by the one true God. Next, you have to demote your inner critic. Each time that negative voice tries to tell you differently or make you believe that you're not worthy. Just let that critic know, thanks for telling me your opinion, but I've got it from here. I'm good. Then practice, practice, practice until it sticks. The next thing I'm doing is going back to the seven level deep exercise on exploring your deeper level why. I shared it a few episodes back. And when I hide from someone or something, I have to remember what I want and why. Like dating, I'm definitely hiding a lot in this area. So going back to why I want to be in a relationship needs some deeper work to get me to push through whatever's holding me back. The next thing I'm doing is I'm intentionally stepping out from my hiding place. Pick one place you know you're hiding. I've admitted now I'm hiding at church and in my dating life. Pick the easiest one and start there. So for me, church, it is. My issue is that the majority of the time I hide in the back and jet out fast. Now, I've made a few friends at church, so sometimes they flag me over to sit up front, and then I'm all chit-chatty after the service. But if I'm solo, I hide, then run. I've been going to this church for over a year, so I've already seen some progress, and I consciously know that my thoughts and feelings are not true. So I'm trying to sit one row up each week or move around to a new section. I don't wanna do this too quickly. Sitting by friends or people I've met is gonna help me. So I need to use those people that I've met as crutches. And I wanna explain what I mean by that. I know that it's easy to be comfortable in our discomfort. I do this, many of us do. But what I've just learned is that when we intentionally choose to do uncomfortable things, It's hard to find comfort. It's nowhere to be found. So I've decided in order to take care of myself, when I'm doing intentional things that are uncomfortable, I need to find a crutch. And that crutch at church can be people I've met, or maybe I need to sit with the kids, because kids like me. And the fourth thing I'm doing is journaling about my hiding. And I'm actually being thankful that it's exposing itself. It helped me once. So I want to be thoughtful with myself. But then if and when I'm ready, I'm going to take it through the cycle of changing the narrative. You see, I think shame is as harmful as hate. And I know hate. It truly hurts my heart to know that this still resides within me and that I'm still acting out. As a Christian, the one thing that keeps ringing in my head is that this is why Jesus died. It was for me and for you to wash us clean of this shame. So the fifth thing I'm doing is to pray. I'm praying a lot about this. I'm praying for the way through this, for God to show me what I have to learn so I can stand firmly in my faith. So I don't have to hide anymore. That's all I've got on this today. This is a hard one for me, but so good to examine and talk about. But it's leading me to think about our worth, how we value ourselves, what we think we deserve, why we feel so unworthy. Somehow this ties in. So stay tuned on my progress and where I can take this from here. Until next time, my friends, lead with love.